0: hey listeners plan your demise and heil wasp hitler because today we're discussing rick and morty season four episode one edge of to morty rick die rick pete who wrote this title was it us let's go with yes i choose to take the credit for that we are that clever
1: i mean our last podcast title was the rictal beast so like Yeah, I'd say we're we're right in the fucking (laughs) ballpark.
0: And it's good that I left in all of the Gaspar No stuff, because otherwise no one would have gotten the reference
2: except for Mr. No himself. So he would be in the (laughs) no.
1: Brandon is only laughing about how miserable he just made both of us, and probably the entire audience. Alright, so
0: this week... Pretty fucking good episode. Very glad to be back with Rick and Morty.
1: Yeah, they came back with a bang.
2: One of the grossest episodes ever. They just went full Nazi. Like, Nazi on Nazi on Nazi. When did this start
1: becoming a default? Was that like a political jo- Was that like a topical joke? <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, of maybe. course it was. I mean, I, I,
1: I'm sure it must have been.
2: First, I'll just say this about the episode. Like, because I just finished re-watching it. This felt like a season two episode again. Like, it felt like we were back... We weren't playing any gimmicks with the formula and stuff. It was felt very much back to the basics, back to, like, the good stuff. That's not to say that season three was not excellent. Oh, yeah, season three is excellent, but season two, I think, is still my favorite. And I because it just found what was so great about season 1 and took it to a new level i think they did a bunch of experimenting with season 3 and now they're like back to like the stuff that made them great and like heightening that even more yeah
0: no i absolutely agree this did feel sort of a return to form i love jerry insisting on calling it akira
1: oh yeah that anime. was I, I agree that was a that was a really funny <laughs> subtle joke
2: i thought he said akita for a while i thought he was talking about a dog for a yeah, second yeah i
1: didn't i didn't know what he was saying until rick said akira <laughs>
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest. I didn't fully get the Akira reference of it all, and that part sort of almost came out of the blue for me. I was just like, "Oh shit! Now okay, he's got he, we're doing an Akira now."
0: Well, it was I didn't just
2: fully get it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it was just that Morty was overpowered and destroying the army, who showed up remarkably quickly.
2: I must say. Well, that's the military-industrial complex for you. We got it all on call.
0: <laughs> I suppose it, this is a world with Rick. And therefore they must have a military base nearby for this kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so this is this is the Rick division.
0: <laughs> Among the really fucked up things in this episode were that thing that chops items into cubes and then makes gives them legs and then Oh yeah, that was did that to fucking two human beings that grabs pieces of the victim's DNA and then causes them to melt
2: into goo what else did they fucking have nazis that too yeah <laughs> a family of wasps eating a caterpillar who is shouting ah just kill me just kill me mr golden was so god funny. <laughs>
0: oh my god that, that was amazing i was laughing
2: so hard
0: run babies and more. He's like bonus oh yeah
1: <laughs> i made a list of jokes that i wanted to talk about because there were several from this episode so I watched it with my roommates last night, and one of them offered me a glass of wine. As I was taking a sip, Rick says, "You monster, I thought you were masturbating, and I fucking spit it out of my nose <laughs> 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 And you were just
0: oh And you were just rolling with it? What? You want me to draw attention to it?" <laughs> I love that rationale. I love that rationale of like... Is it better to just roll
1: with it? I feel like that's a very Rick character thing because he's seen so much bullshit. (laughs) Over, I've
0: seen things you wouldn't believe.
1: (laughs) He's seen so much that his grandson masturbating right next to him in full view is just like, (laughs) like, oh, well, I can see it's happening. but It's uh, upsetting,
0: but it's best to just (laughs) ignore it. (laughs) I just wanted to discuss the after the credits thing. I did kind of see it coming up I thought it was going to be a hallucination. I thought that in the end, it would turn out that this death is caused by like overuse of the crystal. And then it, he just hallucinates Jessica
2: <laughs> being like, I love you, Morty. Oh, huh. this is embarrassing, but I will admit it. I didn't see it coming. It took me a second when that scene started for me to realize what the fuck was going on.
0: It was really fucking funny. It was It very was much so funny
2: like- when I got on board and caught up with everybody else, but holy shit. Yeah,
1: honestly, if I had been drinking wine when that joke landed, I would have fucking choked and died. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard at that. Because it's just like, Mortis spends the entire episode chasing after this like fictional reality where he ends up dying next to Jessica and he like skips out on skinny dipping with her to seal in his fate and (laughs) she just wanted to work in a hospice it's just that
2: was especially funny to me because I was just thinking he doesn't care if he spends his life with her just as long as he dies with her which is just okay wrong. (laughs)
0: Well, I think he thought that it would be a long life as opposed to getting to see her naked, which I guess means it's whatever the high school equivalent of true
2: love is. That's the one like fact checker thing where I'm just like, no, I don't believe a 14-year-old boy. Is he 14? I don't remember. I think Uh, so would turn down, hey, me and a bunch of my friends are going skinny dipping. This is the last conversation I'm going to have fully clothed for a while. You want to join and say, nah, I think we're going to get together in our mid-40s. I would say, okay, screw dying with this person. Like, I'm not passing up this moment. I was 14 once. I remember what that was like. That never happened to me, but... (laughs)
1: That must be rough.
0: (laughs) I'm with it because... He's seeing his death. Like, that's what he's looking at the whole time. And honestly, at the end, it made perfect sense that every time he goes away from Rick, avoids uh, resurrecting him or whatever, he dies in a normal way. He dies, presumably, in the same town that he's growing up in. And therefore, Jessica, the hospice care nurse, will be the one who says, I love you, Morty.
1: Wow, that's way sadder when you put it that way.
0: Fuck you, Joseph. (laughs) It just means without Rick, he'll never amount to anything. you're not making this better
1: (laughs) and what will he amount to with rick intergalactic genocide
0: (laughs) possibly what was your joke of the episode
1: i mean for me it honestly probably was the after credit i just want to work in hospice one because it was i just love the setup of that like they set it up the whole episode and then just like tacked it on at the end when like usually it's like kind of funny but not like that I also liked the holophobic joke.
2: They did a good job bringing it back.
1: The two other jokes that I thought were really good, when Rick comes back as a teddy bear and, like, the other Rick teddy bear... It's too fascist. Yeah, yeah <laughs> says something in, like, Italian. And he's just like, nope. And then, like, you know, smashes his face in the glass. Smashes his own head in. I really liked also when he got born a wasp and he comes out and he's just like, Heil Wasp Hitler? <laughs> like a question... <laughs> And I
0: just love the fact that I could just sort of see that this was born of somebody in the redder's room ranting about how much they fucking hate wasps and discussing all the horrible things wasps do. And honestly, fuck wasps. I'm just if you're a if you're one of our wasp listeners, I don't want you listening. <laughs> fuck off. Go back to whatever fucking filthy
2: hive you came from. No, we can't afford to lose that hive, Joseph. <laughs> we only have so many listeners. <laughs>
1: honestly. <laughs> uh first of all should we be providing context for these jokes that we're explaining i mean presumably everyone has watched the episode yeah
0: spoiler alert we're discussing this episode
1: <laughs>
2: uh, just so you know i meant
1: like as it's solid for our audience refresh their memory on what the context of the joke was
2: there were wasps there you're caught up <laughs> and weirdly enough wasps are the nicest of the universes if you're not a caterpillar <laughs> that was
0: one of my favorite lines when you're that big an asshole you gotta show compassion
2: where you can (laughs) i didn't think this was the most masterful joke but i did very much enjoy the kirkland me spot. oh that was funny (laughs) joke specifically because when toby and i were in a fraternity in college we were basically sponsored by kirkland and (laughs) everything was just we'll just put it this way kirkland tastes like this'll do (laughs) It's gotta be a special brand where it can provide you both beer and socks.
1: Hey man, when it's 30 cents a beer and you're in college, this'll do is like fucking drinking like $200 champagne. (laughs) Okay, another joke that I thought was quite funny was right after hologram Rick roots himself in the Akira thing and then becomes like a quote unquote real giant. Don't want to be holophobic. What was all that stuff you were saying about holographic rights? I just said that because
0: I
2: had to fucking be a hologram. (laughs) There's a lesson here, but I'm not the one to. Yeah,
1: that was the joke I was talking about. Like, in one of the most gruesome Rick and Morty things, I think we can all agree on that, correct? Like when he gets stung in the eye by wasp Rick and like the larvae spill out of his mouth and then his head explodes.
2: There was no fucking reason to
0: show that. There was no goddamn reason.
2: That was a good Chekhov's gun or a Chekhov's eye wasp No, like, I appreciated, oh, yeah, you brought the joke back. Also, ew.
1: I just thought it was kind of funny that, like, the button on that fucking scene, like, one of the most horrifying things they've ever fucking animated, it was just like, there's a lesson here, and I'm not going to figure it out.
2: (laughs) What the fuck was the lesson? Um... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I- Icarus. I
0: guess he was hypocritical for abandoning what he was and suddenly turning
2: against it. And then, like, I don't fucking know. Joseph, I have some bad news. You're not the one to figure this out either. I'm trying. <laughs> We're grasping the straws
1: here, Brandon. Keep being a dick about it. We need more jokes in this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Nazis. That... Was great.
0: I love the shrimp world where it's like, "Look, you're doing me a huge favor by being shrimp and not fascists." And they cut to.
1: Since when was this the default?
0: <laughs> oh my god! This I'm very excited that we're back. By we, I mean Rick and Morty, not we. <laughs> I don't want to say fuckers. <laughs> no, there. no, we'll you, watch you show. what? <laughs> yeah. You guys are an unfortunate side effect.
1: <laughs> so, what percent of your brain is like? I'm excited to watch this show, and what percent is like, I am dreading having to have an hour long conversation with those two assholes.
0: Like, I'm happy to have the show back. I'm happy to have this discussion with you guys because it's fucking fun talking about it and finding out what the fuck is
2: going on, and like. We started this episode with what might have been the most graphic Rick Death I think we've seen. It was graphic enough that I went like, "Oh fuck! He's oh right, it's Rick and Morty. Of course, he's he's
0: not dead for good."
2: Yeah, no, I definitely had a oh shit moment. Yeah, there.
1: that was a good comedy writing choice. They made it highly unpredictable.
2: Morty never clones that Rick. He just like takes the sample and then does nothing with it, right? I right. Guess. Do we think that's gonna come back? Because I could totally see like them bringing that gun thing back and rick goes crazy or something and he has to re-clone this rick
0: if this were a different kind of show i'd say yes but given the fact that rick seems to have just hundreds of ways to resurrect himself i don't think it's gonna come into play no i think in this case it's just gonna be like
1: (sighs) fuck
0: sorry i think in this case it's just gonna sort of be left
1: alone (laughs) Uh, I hope that makes the cut.
0: (laughs) Me yawning? Yeah.
2: Listeners, this is how you should feel. It gives your points so much credibility.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You guys want to talk about Summer trying to murder Jerry for the funeral selfie? Oh,
1: okay. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because last night it was streaming and I was like two minutes late so I missed that fucking joke. But I rewatched it and that was a great fucking opening. Weirdly enough...
2: You know who has a very weirdly solid character arc throughout this episode? Who? Jessica. It starts with her grandma dying, and we see her get to the point of, oh, that's what I want to do with my life, is I want to work in hospice.
1: Wow! I didn't even think of that. You're absolutely right. I like that. That...
2: She's got a fully solid character development in this episode, and it's so fucking weird because it's it's all happening in the background.
1: I think we can all agree that the writers of Rick and Morty, the three of us, look up to a lot because they're really fucking good.
2: Which reminds me, there's something I want to shout out. It's a bit of news. Uh, We need to give a shout out to Jessica Gao, the writer of the Pickle Rick episode, which won an Emmy, by the way. Oh, wow. Because she has been tapped to write the She-Hulk movie. Oh, yeah, I heard that. She's been fighting for this for a while, if what I've read is correct. So, as big fans of Rick and Morty writers and big fans of Jessica Gao, we wanted to give her a shout-out on the show and say we're really excited to see what she does with she Yeah,
1: shout-out to Jessica Gao. She also wrote a fucking hilarious episode for Silicon Valley.
2: Oh, my God. I I, I forgot about that episode. Yeah, it
1: was so... (laughs) Like... That, based on that episode alone, she's like one of my favorite comedy writers.
2: Everybody go follow her on Twitter. Her handle is Chairman Gao.
1: <laughs> I love that. Oh,
2: right. we have had a discussion about, about that fucking title. My bad. It's not a movie. It's a Disney Plus show, She-Hulk. Yeah, the writers of this show are awesome, and holy shit, they did such a great job with this episode. I'm gonna look up to see who wrote this episode, because this was a good episode, and if it's one of the new writers, we should probably give them a shout-out and, like, kind of keep them in mind. This was impressive to me. Guess who wrote this episode? It's Mike McMahon. Hey! Hey! hey. Shout-out to Mike McMahon, also,
0: two, two weeks th- in a row. Also, uh... Dumb question, just forgetful question, really. Who was it that they did in, in memory of?
1: I wanted to bring that up, actually. Um, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: because I was going to be like, hey, can we cut this? Because I don't want to
2: sound <laughs> stupid. But now who, we have to keep <laughs> it. Thank God, God, we're like, both fucking stupid. Who did they do this in memory of? I don't know, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it.
1: Oh, it was, I think it was a Rick and Morty producer.
2: Mike Mendel, yeah. Oh, Mike Mendel,
0: All right. That's why I couldn't remember his name because my brain kept defaulting to Mike McMahon. I'm like, no, he's not dead. I don't know
2: why this was in memory of him.
1: Like, I double-checked. Only room in your brain for one Mike.
2: Yeah. Mike Mendel, who, he was a producer on Rick and Morty from, wow, like, I think since the beginning. Yeah, he passed away, holy shit, in September. Yeah, like, uh, less than two months ago. Oh. He wasn't even 55 yet oh yeah. fuck yeah that's ah that's rough also another joke that i really loved was when they're in like the firefight over the death crystals where Rick's is holding uh, holding it and just going oh no this is totally my fate nothing i can possibly do about this until now bang
0: <laughs> that was a very clever use first off a clever introduction of what Morty's gonna do with it but like also it's just I don't know it's not something I would have thought to do where it's like you just sit there thinking of standing up and as soon as you see that that's not certain death you stand up
1: yeah no, know that that is a good point that that was a very concise way to explain something pretty complicated to the audience in like five seconds Rick just taped that crystal
2: to his forehead But Morty, he had to pry it out with a screwdriver. Did Morty, like, burrow into his skull to make room for that?
0: I was going to say that. I don't know why the fuck. I don't know what he did to get it to stay, but it looked like he slammed his head into it over and over again until it stuck there. It was lodged
2: in there. I think we're all just thinking, like, huh, how did he put that in there?
1: How did it get there? Ha ha.
2: How did he get there?
0: I did feel that there was a bit of fan service, what with Meeseeks coming back, but at the same time I was I'm happy. totally fine with it. Yeah, I was I'm fine with, fine, it. fine with it. <laughs> look, as a fan I'm okay
2: with the service.
1: I'm Mr. Meeseeks, look at me. Kill that Nazi prick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then Gearhead gets shot in the face.
1: Yeah, wait, what was Gearhead doing there?
2: I don't know. Um, not to dwell too much on it, but the Nazi symbol, weirdly enough, was like wrenches and stuff. What does that mean for a gear person? Does that mean that the gear person is in charge or the oppressed? I don't fucking know. I, I have <laughs> no idea. Think, like. Joseph. What do the wrenches mean? I need a more specific thing than fascists. <laughs> There's teddy bear fascists, shrimp fascists, and... Let's go with the iron gear. The iron gear. Okay, cool. Not to be confused with the Richard gear. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>
1: What a stupid fucking joke
0: (laughs) I'll be here all week I like how it's like We sort of all trade off between like You fucking idiot, how dare you tell that joke Now let me tell my stupid fucking not funny joke
2: Okay, well good news is That joke made me swallow an entire bottle of ibuprofen So we've got around 13 minutes before I pass out forever Let's make this a good podcast till then
0: This episode is brought to you by Suicide (laughs)
1: Jokes
2: (laughs) But yes, is Gearhead part of the Iron Gear? Because it seems to be Morty who's the Stumbanführer or whatever it is. I
1: think that... I love that that's just what (laughs) we're calling it now. I think
0: that, that Morty just wanted a fucking normal Rick and Morty adventure, so Gearhead was just a symbol of that. It's just like, he's a recurring character, so let's bring him
2: along. Also, wait, what is a normal Rick and Morty adventure in this fascist universe besides rick and morty go invade poland or something (laughs) rick and morty present operation barbarossa
1: audience we're all jewish so this is all okay (laughs) i feel like we have to say that every episode but i still feel like it's not okay
2: What's the shrimp Nazi party like? I'm guessing on Kosher.
0: That was another moment that I loved where they both just yell at Shrimp Morty and then he curls on the door as he leaves. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but it was just something about that little
2: movement made me laugh.
1: I felt a little more upset by it, but I, I appreciated that they, like, did that. It was just a creepy motion.
2: I've got another question. Kirkland Signature seeks. What are ways that the Kirkland Signature me seeks are gonna half-ass the requests?
0: So let's go back to the first Meeseeks episode and pretend that
2: they were Kirkland's. Well, just like a Meeseeks that shows up and just says, yeah, what the fuck do you want? What's that Meeseeks going to do that just is the bare minimum of your request?
1: I don't have an answer for that one, but I have an answer for Beth asking to be a more complete woman. I could just see it just straight up taking her shopping at Costco.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This feels to me like a monkey paw situation where, like, I wish I didn't have as bad of a commute to work. Okay, wish granted. You're fired. (laughs) I figure that's what the Kirklands would be. The Mii Seeks are, like, genie wishes, and the
0: Kirklands are monkey's paw wishes. Honestly, I Mm -hmm. I feel like
1: that first episode would have been terrible if they replaced them with Kirkland Signature Meeseeks boxes. It's a hilarious phrase. Just because, like, the whole premise of that episode was that the Meeseeks will do literally anything to fulfill their purpose, and I feel like the Kirkland Signature would just be like, eh, fuck it. Every single Meeseeks exists to die. Like, that's all they
0: want. Their reward for completing the task you assign them is death. So...
1: It's the most Rick and Morty concept ever.
0: It is. (laughs) Uh, I'm a bit of a stickler, v What about your short game? Holds a knife up to the hostage.
1: Oh my god, what about your short game? The joke from that scene that made me laugh a lot was where Jerry and Beth are locked in the fridge. They're like, all right, Jerry, you need to get the fuck out here. And he, like, he does and he hits the golf ball. And then, like, all of them are cheering and ooh and awing, And then people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> I feel like that was the first episode where the writers were just like, you know what? We're going to, like, torture the audience a little bit.
2: They had a very, very strong suicide joke in this episode. The judge kills herself right after the scene. Like, it says on the crawl, judge in a Kira teen case kills self. Wait, what? God. Yeah, in the crawl on the news thing. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. Like, I didn't
2: see that, but I I imagine that's probably
0: what would have happened. Jeez. I'm not surprised. She runs out of the courtroom screaming,
1: I'm
2: coming, honey.
0: Wow. I didn't get the chance to read all of the text. I did notice that there was an ad for one of Justin Roiland's games in the background of one of the shots. It's like The Adventures of Traver or something like that.
2: I believe it was a VR game. Achievement Hunter played it. The other thing that said in the crawl in that news scene is no matter how you pronounce LaCroix, you sound stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
0: All
2: right. So I didn't see a next time on, did you guys? I didn't, but the next episode is called The Old Man and the Seat.
1: And the Seat.
2: So this is the one where Rick is like sit,
0: like watching Morty climb a fucking rock wall and then Morty yeah, falls. Yeah, so
2: free solo Rick and Morty. Yeah.
0: And based on the environment, I'm going to assume it's the same thing with... Uh, I don't remember his name. It was It's not Bebo, but it's... Uh, Chachi. Chachi, that was what it was, where Chachi gets shot. So I'm going to assume that's the episode that's coming up next. It's hard for me to say. The title doesn't give much. But Old Man in the Sea is about the dude who catches a giant fish, sits like, too big for his boat, tries to get it home, and sharks and stuff keep eating it and by the time he gets back there's no fish left right i don't know
2: i never read the book neither have i i just did a fucking seventh grade book report on ernest hemingway once upon a time there was a man who spoke in sentences that were too long and he went to go fight a war and then he came back and then he went to cuba and then he there was a hurricane and then he hung out with Castro, and then he shot himself
0: his sentences were short annoyingly short There was a lot of commas i thought no he his sentences he wrote like a journalist yeah So if that's what the old man in the sea is about, I'm going to assume that they're after some kind of treasure and they need to get it back. Or Morty needs to get it back. Rick is probably
2: not helping. He's probably just
0: sitting in the fucking armchair.
2: Well, I'm guessing it's the same episode as the clip that we saw that kind of looked like Raiders of the Lost Ark where they're like putting on the skin suit.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to assume that whatever's in that temple is... It takes the place of the fish in the old man in the sea. It's some sort of big catch.
1: It's also conceivable that they named it Old Man in the Seat, knowing that, like, audiences would associate it with Rick in that seat. But it actually has nothing to do, like, was that in the trailer for the next episode, or was that just... That's the image. Okay.
2: I'm curious, also, who we're gonna have as the guest star in one of these other episodes, because we've got four... We we did not have one this time, did we? I don't think we did. We've got four guest stars coming up. Oh, wait, we did have a guest star. Sherry Shepard was the voice of the judge. Who the fuck is Sherry Shepard? you uncultured slut. She's been in a ton of stuff, but most recently she has a starring role in Mr. Iglesias. She was on 30 Rock. She was in Precious, I guess. I have seen none of these.
0: I also have a suspicion, Brandon, the reason you took so long to start listing things was because you were waiting to pull up the page of IMDb so that you could start listing it off without revealing the fact that you knew as little as I did.
2: Go fuck yourself, sir. Also... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Did I call you on your shit? Oh, you 100% did. Also, (laughs) fuck you. Also, you were were mostly right. I knew one thing she had done, but I wanted to be armed with more. And I guess I shot myself in the foot. let
0: call out, Joseph. I bet it could be explained by an incorrect flipping of the right switch, then the flipping of the left switch, and then, during the resultant darkness, a shameful flipping of the left switch again.
2: I never quite understood why they were going to a clone lab to grab a shovel, and i assume bury one of these clones because of the light switch flip and i didn't even think they were necessarily clones i thought they were just old people either way what the fuck was going on there and why was the light switch in the garage tied to it i don't fucking know why are
0: squirrels in charge of
2: everything (laughs) well that makes sense guys got anything else about the episode i do have a question about the episode actually yes Do we think that Morty and Jessica's relationship is gonna change after this? I don't think it's
0: gonna change after this. I do think that there is progression, but I think she's always gonna be the out of reach thing. You know, the series isn't about her. She's definitely a plot device. I very much like that they progress her character, that she wants to be a hospice nurse, that's awesome. It's a very depressing job for a high schooler to wanna go into, I'll give you that, but it's awesome. Honestly, like it would be kind of weird if they actually did get together. I think it would be it wouldn't fit to me, and like she's always going to be like the girl who he's into, and she's never into him. Like they might develop a friendship, but I think that will be it. And I also think that it's possible something might start to happen, and then Beth and or Jerry would convince. I Morden feel to like pull they
1: might make it a Loki's paw situation. Like, he'll get what that's exactly
0: wants. what Beth and Jerry did.
2: And it's the worst thing for him. Well, they did kind of have something like that with the Cronenberg episode. He got, he kind of got what he wanted, and it was the worst thing ever.
0: No, no, he got what he wanted, and then he also got everybody else on the planet wanting to well, quote, mate with him you for life, for including listening? Principal Vagina, and nobody wants that.
2: I'll play us out. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Daily Squanch, our non-daily Rick and Morty podcast. You can find more episodes of The Daily Squanch on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. We are on Spotify now. Yay. YouTube. Please check us out on our website. Please like, listen to this podcast once on each of these. But yes, thank you for joining us. Rick and Morty will be back on november 17th and And we'll be back sunday thank you very much everybody have a great week and signing off i'm brandon i'm joe i feel
0: like you know what we never said our names at the beginning did we no we did not Uh, fuck we have to restart the whole podcast now (laughs) okay let's start over all right (laughs) hey listeners